Hello, this is Pastor Trent. I want to welcome you to the Mountain Home Church, the Nazarene Sermon Podcast. We are thrilled that you are tuning in to hear sermons from our ministries here at our church. It is our hope that the Spirit of Christ would be present with you as you listen today. I do want to take just a moment to invite you to reach out and connect with us. On our website, we have a way for you to do just that. You can visit www.mhnazarene.org slash connect and fill out a very brief form. There's a spot to leave contact info, ask questions, and even to request prayer. Also, be sure to indicate that you listen to us through our SoundCloud podcast to let us know where you're listening. May the Lord be with you this day. Grace and peace to you. Didn't know soccer was in the Bible, so that's news. I'll have to look that up later today. It's a good day to be in church. It's a good day to gather with God's people to acknowledge the Lord's presence and the Lord's lordship in our life um, and to sing songs and to worship together. Um, and I'm excited, kind of church family-wise, to be able to, to announce the coming sabbatical for one of our staff. Um, and, and last week I shared that today we're going to take time to offer, um, to intercede on behalf of any who would, would want to um, for prayers for healing by the end of the service. And so we'll conclude our service today uh, with that. What a gift it is to be God's people together. That we're not on this journey alone, that we're not trying to make it all by ourselves, um, but we have a community of faith to walk with. And I, and I pray and I hope, even if Maybe this is the first time you've joined us, that you get a sense that here we are together following after Jesus Christ um, on a journey toward him, um, and, that we, and that we do that together. To me, that's, that's a gift. Because we're, we have a little extra time at the end of service, I'm, I'm up here a little sooner uh, than normal in our service, um, and we're coming to the end of the line in our, in our journey through the book of James. We've spent all summer um, looking into it. This is our 10th week of our, our journey through the book of James, um, and it's been really good. It's been a, a little pointed at times. He's kind of put his thumb in our back and said, now let's go. <laughs> let's do this. Let's, this is how we ought to live. Um, but it's been, it's been really good. And I think it has helped us kind of shape and, and define what our focus and our emphasis has been for this year. That the world tends to live uh, according to certain uh, ideas, according to certain concepts, according to a certain worldview. Um, and I think James helps us, helps us catch a vision for... Um, living in a different way. So to hear the words of Jesus say, not so with you. Don't, don't live according to that, to that worldview. Um, and, and it's been good to, to move through James um, together. And, and I hope you've been asking the question as we've gone along, what is God calling us to do? What is God calling you to do? What is it God calling you to be like and to change from the norm? Um, as we turn to Scripture today, we're going to turn to James chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 12, right where we left off last week, um, and read through the end of James chapter 5. For those who are willing and able, out of reverence for the reading of God's Word, I invite you to stand as we read this final section 
of the book of James together, starting with James chapter 5, verse 12. Reading from the Common English today. Most important, my brothers and sisters, never make a solemn pledge, neither by heaven nor earth nor by anything else. Instead, speak with a simple yes or no, or else you may fall under judgment. If any of you are suffering, they should pray. And if any of you are happy, they should sing. If any of you are sick, they should call for the elders of the church, and the elders should pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Prayer that comes from faith will heal the sick, for the Lord will restore them to health. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. For this reason, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful in what it can achieve. Elijah was a person just like us when he earnestly prayed that it wouldn't rain. No rain fell for three and a half years. He prayed again. God sent rain and the earth produced its fruit. My brothers and sisters, if any of you wander from the truth and someone turns back the wanderer, recognize that whoever brings the sinner back from the wrong path will save them from death and will bring about the forgiveness of many sins. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Please have a seat. In this final section of, of the book of James, we, we really have three sections to talk about as we, as we turn to, to Scripture today. Three kind of distinct paragraphs, three, three definite concepts of thought as he closes out the letter. In typical James style, he kind of just jumps from one thing right to the next. And sometimes it's hard to kind of weave, weave a thread through the different parts of what he's saying, but hopefully we can... Hopefully we can do that this morning. First is this admonition. Let your yes be yes, and let your no be no. If you're familiar with the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says something very similar to this statement in, in that book and in that sermon. But James says, just let your yes be yes, your no be no. The second part, he talks about prayers for healing, both physical healing this, this sense of if you're sick, then, then come and be prayed for, but also spiritual healing, that, that, if, we're, that if we're away from God, that if, that if we're not right with, with God, we can pray for healing as well. And then a third section that talks about bringing sinners back from their wanderings, people who've wandered off the path, who've gone their own direction, who's, who have headed their own way that you and I can be instrumental in that moment. Well, none of these are really standard endings for letters. <laughs> if, if, if you take a look at the other letters in the Bible, not, not a lot of them in this way. There, there's kind of a, a rhythm. There's kind of a, a, a normal way to end a letter. And James doesn't follow that pattern, particularly with Paul. Um, he, he generally like greets a bunch of people. We have all these names of people and greet Priscilla and Aquila, greet this person who, who the church meets in their home. Um, there's, there's these lists of people. Sometimes there's travel plans. I plan to come to you or I plan to go here or I plan to go there um, and kind of benediction prayers um, for the people to whom the letter is written. 
It was definitely a Pauline habit and, and more typical of an ending uh, of a letter in the first century. But not James. <laughs> not James. James goes another direction. James talks a lot about interpersonal connections. At the close of James's letter, as he's mentioned all these things and encouraged us to do these, make these adjustments in our lives about godly wisdom, paying attention to godly wisdom and not living according to the world's wisdom and, and taming the tongue and, and being doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. He talks about our interpersonal connections, how we relate to one another. First, he talks about how we talk to each other. Second, about how we pray for each other. And finally, the importance of, of salvation and pointing one another to Jesus Christ. The first thing he talks about is talking to, to each other. Let your yes be a simple yes. And let your no be a simple no. Did any of you have the classmate in elementary school that, that took time during every story that they told to defend that it was true. <laughs> it was authentic. It was real. No, this really happened. I promise. It was, I swear it's true. It's for reals. I'm not kidding. And by the end of the first week of class, every story they say, you're like, ah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Every story becomes suspect. That the person who, who has to defend their integrity and defend their honesty at every turn begins to lose a little bit of, of credibility. Maybe, maybe you know someone even now that's similar, like I said, to Matthew chapter 5, verse 37 in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says this, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more comes from the evil one. James, James describes it a different way. He says, speak simply or else you may fall under judgment. I'm compelled by this instruction. This is how I want to live. This is how I want to converse with people. This is how I wish to relate, to just deal plainly with people, to speak truth, to be authentic and genuine, to share a piece of my life with you and not have to hide and not have to dress it up, not say it in ways that mask or hide the truth. The need to swear to make a, to, to, to need to swear to an answer or to make an oath uh, is evidence of, of someone whose character is, is doubted. And I want to be a person that can just say yes and can just say no and, and mean that and people take me at my word. I think that's how we're called to live. We should be known, uh, the body of Christ, the people who worship Jesus Christ should be known as truth tellers, people who speak truth in all moments, not in harsh ways. Perhaps you've known somebody that, that prides themselves in a truth teller and has no grace and has no compassion and has no tact. And I would say that, that that's not what God is calling us to here but that we become truth-tellers, truth-tellers who are filled with grace and compassion and tact, who can read the room 
and know how to deliver the truth in kind and compassionate ways. And then James jumps over into this exhortation to pray, the importance of prayer in our life. And, and this first verse that talks about prayer really unpacks the, the wide range of experiences that can exist. <laughs> it says, if, if any of you are suffering, so we're talking to a certain group of people here, if any of you are, are suffering, circumstances are falling apart, life is tough, life is difficult right now, there are times when life is difficult. There are times when it feels like the world is kind of crumbling around you. What does James tell us to do? Pray. Pray. Go to God in that moment. Bear your heart to God in that moment, at the moment when life is difficult, at the moment when it feels like you're suffering Go to God in those moments. And in the next sentence, there's a period and a space, and he starts the next sentence, and he talks to a different group of people. Jumps straight over to the opposite extreme. When you're happy, when life is going well, when things are working out according to the plan, or maybe not even according to the plan, it's just falling into place. A response is the same, to go to God. To go to God, we sing praise to God. He says, if any of you are happy, they should sing. Now, Common English translates this as, as just sing. Um, every other occurrence of this, of this Greek word um, in the New Testament, it says, sing a song of praise to God. But the word literally is related to the word psalms. That this singing is not just sing a happy song, but to sing our praise to God. What's the instruction from James? He says, whether you're suffering, whether you're happy, whether you're, no matter where you are, you can take your circumstances that you find yourself and go to God with it. That it will look different it's okay for it to look different in the times of suffering and in the times of joy and happiness and celebration. It will look different, but that we go to God in our highs and in our lows. We go to God. And I love this as a, as a lead-in for the instruction for the prayers of healing. The point being this, that wherever we're at, whatever you're going through, James's appeal for us in this chapter and in this section as he closes out his letter is saying, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, our good God is the place to go, the place that we turn, the place that we come to in our highs and in our lows, we turn to God. And then he talks about the, the community of faith that, that the readers would find themselves in. For, for those who, who find themselves in a community of faith that need prayer and need healing, he says, come and ask for prayer. He says, we believe in prayer. We believe that there's, there's power in prayer, that when we pray and when we ask God, when we turn our attention to God, 
It creates possibilities that otherwise would not be there. That that's a powerful moment. That's a place where, where that separation be- between this real and material world, this place that we live in on this planet Earth, and the place and our awareness of God's interaction and God's presence with us, the, the separation becomes very thin. A liminal space, a place where those two worlds have barely any separation. Verse 16 says, The prayer of the righteous person is powerful in what it can achieve. Equally important to these prayers that that, that can be prayed is this understanding that, that God is a good God who's meant to be praised, who wants to hear from us in our moments of suffering, who wants to hear from us in our moments of joy, and that in both of those circumstances, our God is good, our God is worthy to be praised, and that our prayers for healing are not a tool of manipulation for God. Regardless of outcome, we, we can pray for healing and, and a miracle can come. And, and I've had those moments where I've participated in that and, and, and that's a humbling thing to say. That, that I was one of the people who prayed and the person went to the doctor and the, the x-ray looked different. The scan was completely different. They came back to me and said, Pastor, you're never going to believe You won't believe it, but something changed. And part of me doesn't believe that, and part of me really does. Because we serve a good God, worthy to be praised, who invites us that, that when we're sick, we have the opportunity, we have the call to say, come and be prayed for. Do so in the community of faith. Do so with other believers And there's been times I've prayed for healing and nothing has changed. We've poured our hearts out and cried to God and said, would this, would you take this from us? Would you set us free from what is happening? Would you change? And the belief is that our God is a good God who's worthy of our praise. That our prayers for healing are not about an outcome and not about finding the right thing to say or working some formula. But faithful to follow the instructions of God, we will obey what God invites us to do and we will pray. Amen? That's what the community of faith is for. You know, I, I think the hardest part I think the hardest part of this instruction is admitting help, admitting that we need the help, admitting that we need the prayer. It's not easy. Even, even in those moments where, where physical healing is, is what's needed, it's, it's hard to humble yourself at times and say, I need prayer. I need to go to the community of faith and pray. Whether it's, fall and a break or a household accident, a difficult diagnosis, 
Those are difficult things to, to come and ask for prayer for sometimes. But there are things for which we need healing that are even more difficult to ask for prayer. In a room this size with a number of people gathered in this place, what about prayers for addictions? What about prayers for mental health struggles, mental illness, like depression and anxiety? What about a quick temper? What about a critical spirit? What about praying for a gossiping tongue or lustful thoughts? I'll tell you that making the step to come and ask for prayer, to un unleash the community of faith to be lifting you up in prayer is a difficult is a difficult thing. But I want to tell you that this is not limited to physical ailments. This is not limited. We're not saying if, if, if you're sick, if your body's struggling with X, Y, or Z, then come and ask for a prayer. I think God is a good God who wants to set us free from all the things from which we need healing. Amen? God wants to work in our life, and God invites us in the community of faith to say, this is a safe place to do that. This is a safe place to come and ask for prayer. And we as community of faith ought to be ready for someone to come to us and say, I've been struggling with something. And in that way, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. But maybe even the pastor even the preacher might come to you someday and say, I need prayer. And you could lift me up in prayer and have the honor and the privilege to say, Pastor, I'd love to pray for you. And I could share the ways in which I need healing in that moment. I think James would be all about this. I think James is, is all about this this shared journey together toward Christ. Seamlessly, he moves right into uh, the, uh, the very close of his letter. The very last thing he talks about right after prayers for healing is this ultimate healing moment in our lives. This is the ultimate healing this is what we need to be healed from first and foremost. This is the most important thing. Scripture says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. We're meant to live life together, to, to find a small group of people, to find a, a person, to find a, a relationship that you can share your life with. A little plug, if you, if, if you haven't found a group to meet with, if you don't have a small group of people that you meet with regularly to pray, I think we need that. I think that's important in our life. We just had um, the young adult group over to our house this past week. Um, people who, who get together on a weekly basis to share life together and to pray for each other, to learn and to grow together. I was talking to somebody else saying, I really think, Maybe a group needs to start up on, on this night of the week. And so potentially soon we're going to have uh, more, more opportunities for you to connect. This is how we're meant 
to live life. At the very close of the letter, James's emphasis is this interpersonal connection that we share as the body of Christ to be truthful to people, to speak authentically to one another and genuinely in the good and in the bad. We go to God. And if you need healing, confess that need to one another and ask for prayer. And he closes out this chapter and this letter and this book of the Bible with the most important point. Stay centered in Christ. Stay centered in Christ and don't wander. Don't go this way. Don't go that way. And if you see someone and you have to know them well to see this, if you see them wander, James calls us. James instructs us. And James invites us in that moment to bring them back. If any of you wonder, it's not really if, it's like, it's when. At least in my life, it's not if, it's when. It's these moments where we wander off the path that we're meant to go. Wander back. For those that have wandered off, the chance to bring them back, the chance to wrap them up, to reach out, and to bring them back. And the opportunity is a beautiful thing that whoever brings back a sinner from the wrong path will save them from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. What a beautiful picture of who we're called to be for one another. As James closed out this letter, he offers this incredible snapshot of, of doing life together in community and how we're meant to relate and how we can lift each other up in prayer and how we can keep each other on the right path, the way that we're supposed to live alongside of one another. And so today, we're going to have an opportunity to, to be that people for one another, to care for one another in that way. Um, I'm going to invite the praise team to come on up um, as we close out this service. Um, and and as, as we close out the service, I, I let you know last week that we were going to do this. Um, and so we wanted to give this, this time ample room for people to come and to be prayed for. Um, and so the praise team is going to sing several songs at the close of this service. Um, and, and I'm going to invite all of us to, to sing along um, and, to, and to continue to worship during this time. But as those songs are being sung, um, pastors Val, Debbie, and I are going to be at the front of the service, or front of the, front of the sanctuary, um, and ready to pray for anyone who wants to come forward um, and to be prayed for today. And so as you come, you can kneel, or if that's difficult or you prefer, you can just stand. Um, and we're going to ask one simple question in that moment. What would you like me to pray for you for? What do you want prayer for today? And I'm going to ask that you be specific. I'm going to ask that today you declare what it is that you wish to be healed from.
You know, there's multiple times in Jesus' ministry uh, he would come across someone who was paralyzed or someone that was, had, a, had a physical ailment that was very noticeable. And his first question is, what do you want? What do you want? And so today, if, if you come to pray to be healed, that's going to be our first question. What can I pray for you for? Um, and, and I also want to say that if there's somebody on the praise team or somebody running the sound or anybody today that needs prayers, that this time is meant for you. And I want to invite you. So there may be a musician that steps off the stage or, or the, 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 the words may go away on the screen because somebody has felt the, the nudging of God that says this is an opportunity for you to be prayed for. I also need to say that it doesn't have to happen in the context of a service. That you can get a hold of me, that you can get a hold of one of our pastors, and the opportunity to pray is, is a blessing for us. There's also something powerful about doing it in community. And, and as you sing, I want you to be praying for the people who are coming forward and just agreeing with the prayers that are happening um, today. If if every person here wants prayer today, we will stay and we will pray. Um, Val and Debbie may have things to go later this, this evening. I will stay until everyone is prayed for. Um, we won't make everybody stay that long, um, but um, everybody deserves, everybody will have the chance today to be prayed for if they need to. Um, so I'm going to lead us in prayer and then invite Debbie and Val to join me up front and those who wish can come. Uh, and be prayed for today. God, thank you for today. Thank you for the chance to gather in your name. And today, as we offer these prayers of healing, we just invite you into this space. Would you be with us? And thank you for the opportunity of being the church together. We love you. Thank you for the chance to worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. good to be the family of God together, isn't it? Amen. We still have some more people that wish to, to be prayed for, um, and I'm going to invite anybody else that wants to. You can just come to these front rows, and we will we'll pray for anybody who wants to be healed uh, today. Um, but today, I'd like to close the service, and so if you, need to, if you need to be leaving at our normal ending time, you can feel free to leave. If you'd like to stay and continue to pray for those who are receiving prayer, you can do that today. But today, these ways of behaving that James closes with are just this beautiful picture of how we're called to live together. Not incredibly common, but how appropriate for James, who has time and again told us, okay, the world kind of lived this way, but for us as people who follow Jesus Christ, that's not the way for us. That We get to live a different way. And here he does it again. So I'm going to offer a benediction prayer um, as I do. Um, I'm going to invite you to stand and hold out your hands as is our custom. Uh, but you are more than welcome to stay uh, and to continue to be a part of this, this prayer service if you need to go. I certainly understand that. Uh, and I wanted to offer uh, a chance for you to step out if that's, if that's what you need to do. Lord, Help us live this way, to live lives of simple and straightforward integrity, to become more and more people of prayer and to pursue those that wander
for the glory of the kingdom of God. Help us to live that way, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Go in the love of Christ. And we're going to continue to pray. joining us today on the Mountain Home Church the Nazarene podcast. Don't forget to visit us at mhnazarene.org connect if you'd like to connect with us and have a great week.